Hello and welcome to Atlantic Conversations. I'm Fanula Sweeney. The Atlantic Fellowship Programme works with a diverse community of leaders around the world with a common commitment to fairer, healthier, more inclusive societies. Through its seven programmes focused on equity and healthcare, socio-economic equity and racial equity, the Atlantic Fellowships offer committed leaders from around the world an opportunity to gain new perspectives and new colleagues while strengthening their confidence in their work for change. In each podcast, I'll be speaking to an Atlantic Fellow about their work and ambitions for a more just world. For this series, I travel to Bangkok to meet up with some of the first Atlantic Fellows from the Equity in Brain Health and Health Equity Southeast Asia programmes. Today, I'm joined by psychologist Stelia Seguris, an Atlantic Fellow for Equity and Brain Health at the Global Brain Health Institute, University of California, San Francisco. I asked him what led him to work in the dementia field. Dementia is a global challenge, but we pretty much all know that what's interesting about dementia is that it remains undiagnosed or underdiagnosed even in the most advanced healthcare system. So there is a lot to be done in diagnosis. Why does it remain undiagnosed? A lot of issues. It's maybe the lack of specialists, also the stigma that comes with dementia and some attitudes from some physicians that consider dementia part of normal aging, which obviously it is not. So what is it? Dementia is a neurodegenerative disease. It means that your brain slowly starts to lose its functionality. You start having cognitive issues and then issues get more pronounced. You may have issues with walking, dressing, taking care of yourself. You may need assistance in your everyday life. What's your view on the state of diagnosis for people living in remote areas in any part of the world? In general, the more far away you are from a major city, the less access you have to specialists. And that means neurologists and other specialists as well. So diagnosis is hard. And because it's hard, it often comes at a later stage when the family has spotted serious issues. And then it can be a bit late to intervene effectively. We can mitigate some symptoms, but it's not ideal to do the diagnosis late in the course of the disease. How can an early diagnosis help someone who has dementia? Well, we can intervene with many ways. We can look at diet, at cognitive training, at many practical aspects from how we put the furniture and how we arrange the house. But the idea is to detect cognitive issues before we have clinical dementia. How much has technology got to do with early diagnosis? It can play quite a big role because what technology does is allow us to screen for cognitive disorders, to detect cognitive disorders at the earliest stage without the need for a specialist. So you can administer a test either in a computer or in a tablet and it's automated. It can tell you who has to visit the specialist for further assessment and who is healthy and should just get retested after one year. We hope that every person over 65 gets tested each year for cognitive disorders. And obviously the frequency of testing is going to be more challenging for people living in remote areas. Can technology help there? Yes, mainly because technology changes the way that tests are administered. 
when the test is automated, you can have a social worker, a healthcare assistant, a nurse administering it. You can just take your tablet with a test, load it in it, and go at the home of older adults or community centers. What we want to do is reach older adults where they are at their own place, which is often easier than asking them to come to a specialized memory clinic. You're a senior Atlantic fellow for equity and brain health. You studied, trained at the Global Brain Health Institute at UCSF, San Francisco in California. Where has that taken you in terms of your research for dementia and dementia prevention? At this point, I'm running a study in Greece, which is validating the Greek version of a computerized test that was designed in UCSF. And in my opinion, it's the best test out there for early detection. And I'm also supported in designing my own tests in collaboration with Greek institutions. In general, it has helped me bringing computerized cognitive screening one step forward, hopefully. Is there any overlap between the research that you're carrying out in conjunction with the memory clinic at UCSF and also the research that you're carrying out yourself in Greece? I'm working in conjunction with the memory clinic in UCSF. I'm using one of their tests, the TabCat. It's a test that's administered on a tablet. It takes only 15 minutes. It can detect early signs of cognitive decline and we're testing the Greek version. We have done some preliminary data analysis and we have good results. I can say more because these are not published yet, but we're pretty much continuing the research that UCSF Memory Clinic has started. Hopefully we may move on to implementation studies and see how they work in a more real-life environment. This would help bring to reality your desire to see early screening for dementia and early diagnosis of dementia in Greece standardised. Yeah, because now we have some structures, but sometimes we lack the tools. For example, in major cities, we have memory clinics, but we really don't have a test that we could give to a healthcare worker who is not a neurologist or a neuropsychologist, someone very specialized. And we need such tests to give to people who are healthcare workers and then go to maybe a village or to community center for older adults or to older adults' homes because we have a program in Greece which helps people at home. So we really need to have the right tools for this job. And the TabCat system, you think, and the adaptation in Greece of it is the way forward? I do believe it is the way forward because I have worked a lot with it. I have trained people to administer it and I have trained the same people to administer other tests and all the people anonymously said that this is the easiest test to administer. So the feedback we're getting from the people who are administering it, from the people who participate in our studies is really good. And it has shown good results. It has scientific validation. There was a publication about it. So it's a valid and reliable test and also very easy to use. We'll leave it there. Thank you very much. Thanks. And that was Stelia Seguris, Atlantic Fellow for Equity and Brain Health at the Global Brain Health Institute, University of California, San Francisco. For more information, you can visit www.atlanticfellows.org. I'm Fanula Sweeney, and you've been listening to the Atlantic Conversations podcast.